Welcome, welcome to the Push Talk Podcast. Mark, that was your song, Crowded House, Don't Dream It's Over. Tell us why you chose that. Did it remind you of your 40s? <laughs> My 40s? As well, it was a golden era of Kiwis being adopted as Aussies with the Finn brothers. They created an amazing album. Um, self-titled Crowded House. I got it as a vinyl record for Christmas 1986. And it was one of those play it until you wore the groove right through it type things for me. I'm sure you've had similar albums in your life that you've done that to. And it was just one of those whole, I guess it's such a melodic album where everything I'd listened to till before then was Stones, ACDC, that type of stuff, you know, a bit of uh, um, Iron Maiden, that type of thing. And I heard this and I thought, ooh. That's actually quite cool as well. So it's one of those types of Ooh, uh, nice. moments, you know, where, you know, beautiful sounding music can come from all sorts of places, even across the ditch in New Zealand, apparently. <laughs> Although that was, that, that, was that the album that... Go on, sorry. Go on. I was just to say, even I was though... Say, was that the album that put them on the, on the map? Uh, yeah, that that's... Put them on the map? That was the... I think that was the Probably. first album. I, I, look... Kiwis out there, I know you're very precious about this. And we appreciate you because we peak as the number one automotive podcast in New Zealand last month, Ashmal. So we know they listen. So I'm not going to criticize New Zealand. I do love the place. I spent a lot of time there. My wife's family comes from there. So I do really like New Zealand as a place. And that aside, they've got some amazing musicians that in classic Australian style, we adopt as our own. I feel like you. I feel like you've sent uh, numbers plummeting in yeah. New Zealand now. They just fall. I oh, know. So all four listeners, thank you in New Zealand, right? <laughs> it's a good choice, though. Is is a is a good choice. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Antipodean, obviously, to us. Um, but yeah, and you've gone for some strong kind of Kiwi Aussie bands. Oh, look, it's whereas you know, I think that could be a bit of the old chip on the shoulder of an Aussie not being a pom. Um, you know, like that whole, we're down here, we've got our own identity. I don't do it consciously, but maybe in that era of the 80s and 90s, there was a bit of that going on. So, you know, Australian music was establishing itself globally, I'm guessing. I'm, these are just speculations, of course. I've got no conscious thought of it other than the fact that this is music that was very influential to me at that time in my life. I'm, I'm waiting for you to come up with... John Farnham, he's Australian, isn't he? John oh, Farnham, man. the yeah, voice. 
you know, we've got some great Aussie singers and he's, look, you can't do it as long as he's done it and be bad at it. You know what? We probably think of John Farnham the same way the Welsh do about Tom Jones. But only no one John Farnham song. Except <laughs> the voice. <laughs> Fair cop. We start that one next. <laughs> I won't be because, firstly, oh, look, I'll just go on the record here. My mum, who sadly passed away some many years ago, loved John Farnham, which really admires the fact that grown women can find a mullet attractive. Well, he did. He, he had a mullet till the end. I mean, he's got his apron. He's pretty still alive. Gone. What do you mean to the end? I think he's still alive, isn't he? You know, I said, but has he still got a mullet though? Oh, look, inevitably. Look, it worked for him then. Why wouldn't it work for him now? That is true. I've got to that tell you, true. hang on, before, listeners, before I actually got on this podcast, and we will talk about Porsche, I promise you, I've got a list of Porsche stuff to talk about. We were watching a TV show that's on over here called Brush With Fame, and it's about a local comedian who's also not a bad artist called Ando. He's an Australian guy that migrated from Vietnam when he was a kid. And he was, he interviews relative people with a brush with fame and paints a portrait of them from his conversation and looking at them. And then, you know, it's a, it's an interaction of getting an idea of what this semi-famous person is. And we were just listening to him doing it with, like I've left to to start to spend this time with you here now about, you know, with about 10 minutes ago and he was doing it with Kamal, the... Malaysian, Sri Lankan, Australian singer from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. He's been singing for over 60 years, right? And some people just have class about them that they're just that good no matter how long they do it, they'll always be entertaining. Wow. Like Mick Jagger. Look, look, Mick Jagger's been... Pretty unique on that front, and there's probably let's face it, it's probably about ten or fifteen musicians globally that are in that category. Kamal's definitely one of them, and you know, just looking at his history of uh, migrating to Australia and what his life was like was a cracker of a show to watch. You know, I feel like Mick Jagger. They could be using animatronics now, couldn't they? Really? You reckon he's got a bit of weekend of Bernie's about it? Oh, no, yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But not Let's we can burn his two because I can't it too far. I mean, we can burn his one. Yeah, he probably listens, right? <laughs> if he's in New Zealand. He Mick, we love you. If you, yeah. want to, if you want to come on. <laughs> it's, I think he prefers to be called Michael. Michael. No, he can't be. I used to work with a Michael Jagger. Did you? He didn't prefer to be called Mick. I had a friend at school whose father was that big a fan of the Rolling Stones. He named his son Michael Phillip, because Mick Jagger's name is Michael Phillip. Oh, I thought you were going to say called him Ruby Tuesday or something. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> that would have been something. Although I did always like the Johnny Cash song, Boy Named Sue. Yeah, everybody loves the song. Like, you know. Everybody loves that. Look, it's, look, I don't think it's politically correct. If it came out today, it might not have the same willingness yeah. to be embraced by the people who listen. But... Nonetheless, let's talk Porsche. I did. I did re- I did hang, on, hang on, I did read a little bit of uh, Johnny Cash's uh, autobiography, Cash by Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, it's, but I watched it off the back of because uh, a big movie for me was High Fidelity. Great film. Peak John Cusack. Uh, John Cusack. 
Um, Jack Black? Yeah, peak. Absolute peak. Jack Black, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> great, great movie and really, you know, spoke to me about how anal I was about music around that time and yeah, yeah. you know especially when he's organizing his his vinyl and the guy who works in the shop comes by he doesn't know how he's organizing it he said i'm organizing it autobiographically yeah, autobiographically. <laughs> <laughs> well, genius and then you know we, we you're sat there thinking genius and uh and then when you go oh, but i think it's genius this is why i'm single <laughs> I, I believe that film rejuvenated Katrina and the Waves. Yes. There was, there was some great songs because I've got the soundtrack. Well, it would have been. Was, I, I've not seen the it? soundtrack, but I've no doubt it's a cracker because there's a lot of good music in that film. Yeah. It kind of, you know, turned me on to back on to uh, Bell and Sebastian and Stuff Little Fingers. You know, <laughs> some good, good stuff. Is this, is this uh, podcast going to migrate into a music podcast, you think? Stuff Little no, no, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's start with, we've, we've only been talking about music for about 15 minutes. So yeah, okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Let's go back to cars. Let's talk cars. Um, do you want me to start? Well, well, I mean, it depends if you, if you want to start or if oh. you want me to just. I know you want to throw a hand grenade, but let's wait for the hand grenade. Right? It's, not, it's not a hand grenade, but it's, you know, it's pretty big. It's oh, out there. Looking forward to big. My 356 has not been in my garage now for two and a half weeks. Hang on, what was it? What did it go in for? It hasn't been in anywhere. It's in storage, and we do vehicle rotations, oh. right? And um, my wife's TT has been in the house because it's had a lot of small problems that basically you're shitting her and it's shitting me. So I've addressed those over the last couple of weeks, including fixing the dash binnacle and God, what else had to do oh i had to source the pin code to get the bat the radio working because the battery had been disconnected and you think i could find this pin code in the original documentation of when we got the car anyway reason that three the three five six come back tomorrow because i've got some new window seals for the windows not going up that well so i've got to adjust that um new speedo cable i've got to fit and Ooh. There's some seat bumpers and stuff. My seats in my car are probably the same as yours. You know, they just flop forward and back. And when they flop back. <laughs> yeah, mine flop. Right. Yeah, yeah, mine flop back, you know, just that right. Oh, yours go all the way, don't they? Because it's... you haven't got this. Spr- yeah. <laughs> they don't work that well on the, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. And uh, the, did you know you can nearly lay that flat, by the way? If you slide your seat uh, all the well, way forward, goes... you don't have headrests, do you? No. Yeah, if you don't have headrests. No. You can slide your seat all the way forward, then lie the seat all the way back. There's a great photo on social media I saw of it of people that are camping in their nine early nine eleven, and it's the same seats as in the nine uh, in the three five six sorry in the nine twelve, and they've got a a blanket over it and they're sleeping in it because they've got the seats laid all the way back. I should share it with oh, you. See, sometime. I'd have to get. Uh... I'd have to get a pillow because I haven't got any of the pads at the back. It's just uh, work. Okay, sure. Yep. So I've got the back seats. Yes, yes, but, but not the seats the, themselves. Not the seats themselves because when I got my car, I didn't have anything in the back. Oh. 
So I had to buy off eBay some seats, make them up myself. Got it. Just for the back, bolted those in, but I haven't got the cushions yet. Well, the so cushions. I need to. I need to sort that out. The cushions just sit in right. What I find amazing about them, mine are still original, right? From when the car was new, and they got the horse hair or whatever it is that's in them. It just sheds constantly. Yep. Like whenever you vacuum a car, <laughs> there is just horse hair shit everywhere in the back of the car, right? So. I'm vacuuming it up each time, and I'm thinking to myself, I've had this car some time now, over 10 years. The car is a 1960 model, so it's 63 years old now, right? Horse hair's been shedding out of this for 63 years, and somehow there's still some cushioning in the seats. How much did they put in there, I ask you? Yeah, why hasn't it run out already? <laughs> I'm fascinated. Or am I the only person who's ever vacuumed this car? <laughs> is it like when you go to the beach and you get sand in your shoes? Why would and, you wear and, shoes on the beach? Know, five years later, you still... Well, if you walk across and you get shoes, or like my daughter who goes to preschool and she plays in a sandpit, oh. and and you come home and you're literally pouring the sand out of her shoes. Yeah. But if, if it's a holiday, you put the shoe down two minutes later, week, you pour it out again and there's the same amount coming out again. Exactly. And you go, where's it coming from? They're only small shoes. No, I'm like grown-up shoes. It's nuts. If you had a pie chart of the things your daughter brings home from... Preschool. Do you think there'd be this very thin sliver at the top that would be amazing paintings of experiences my daughter's had in life and the balance would be sand? Yes, sand and uh, rocks in her pockets that end up in the oh, washing machine. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, sticks, yeah. sticks that end up in the washing machine. <laughs> And when you think, no, I've checked the pockets this time, she stuck it in a hood or something or up her sleeve. And then you just think, oh, if the washing machine breaks, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> Do you, I hope you're in your I have some new filter. I'll tell you what I saw today. I have some news. Oh, yeah, let's see. What did you see? Let's see your news. Come on. All right. Well, 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 um, it's about my, it's about my garage that doesn't exist. <laughs> with uh, giant screws? So, uh, with the giant screws, not, not, not about the giant screws at the moment. That's probably going to be next time. Um, so I had to clear the site, and I'll put some pictures on Instagram later. But can you? Yep. So I just go, so just go locally and look for a man with a digger. What happened to the rotary so, uh, pickaxe? I mean the the uh, motorized pickaxe that Henry invented. Have you not no, my, built I, that I, yet? I, I, I broke my pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> I went up, I, I smacked it into the tarmac twice, and I pulled up big clumps of it because mm-hmm. it's like three. Three or four inches deep, that's it. Um, and then probably a third whack, it went straight through and hit some bit of flint or something. And I pulled it back up and the end of it was missing. So uh that that was yeah, that was rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Uh so I think you know what, forget it. I've got to put uh, tree stumps, these concrete po- uh, posts that are in. I need it all pulled up. I'm gonna get a man with a digger. So I'll call some guy locally. Um from I think he's from Eastern Europe somewhere, so I knew I was going to get. That's a long drive. Know. Well, he obviously lives very locally. Ah, okay. But I yeah. knew I was going to get no nonsense, no nonsense. He's just going to turn up, do the job. Not going to, you know, tut at me and go, "Oh, that's going to be this that." He just quoted me a number over the phone. Yes, yes. And and it wasn't like, "Oh, I can do, I can come round in three and a half weeks or something." And he went, "Are you at home tomorrow afternoon?" I went, "Yes." And he went, "I'll see you then." Uh, so he's he's phoning me 
this was yesterday. He's phoning me at three o'clock when he's supposed to turn up. Yep. And he's saying, I can't find your house. Um, I'm uh, on the street and I'm looking out the window and I, I can't see you. And I'm looking down the street now, but I can't see you. And he went, no, I'm here. I'm parked on the side. Yes. I'm like, all right, he's got a digger, but I can't see you. And then he said, no, I'm the, I'm the one in the ambulance. <laughs> so he turned up in an ambulance, an old that ambulance. And, and he had the digger in the back. And it wasn't tied down or anything. It just literally put two planks down and driven it into the back. Yes, yes. This, this sounds good so far. And turned up. He... And and as the van, the van ambulance came into the, the back of our house, all the neighbours came out. I go, oh my god, what's happening? What's happening? And I'm like, no, no, it's not a real ambulance. And then he drives this thing out. He was there for about two hours, charged about 150 quid, and he's dug it all up, smoothed it all out. And now I just need to get some retaining walls, and get the giant screws, and I'm away. So it's another big step towards. A, a big, a big step, kind of medium, maybe bigger than small, but not big step yep, towards yep. getting a, a gun. Oh. There's progress. Is what Sounds like stuff's happening. Yeah, it's kicking off. Um, but you were about to say something amazing. I sat in and took some photographs of a 992 Sport Classic today that's awaiting delivery next week. Oh, and what is this? The uh, the most powerful, fastest manual Porsche ever. Correct. And look, I'll be straight up with you. I was fairly meh about it when the car was released. But now seeing it, way better than expected. Yeah, I thought it was all style, I don't no think substance. So I've seen a, a 997 Sport Classic. As have I. And they do look better in person. Yeah, they look... But they don't look better when you see them in person. Than fo in photos, you just go, meh. Yeah, right. but you know what? I, the I 997 was a style exercise, not a substance exercise. At least with the 992, the um, big motor, manual only, mm. rear-wheel drive, you know, wide body, back turbo back end without the intake holes in the guards, there's just more to it. The you know, I'm sure it's got double bubble roof and it's a chalk slash crayon colour with stripes and it's got the interior that everybody wants in that tan or camel colour with the Papita inserts and I think, and the, the wood inside is just pure class with the gold badging and anyway, I, I was pleasantly surprised and I do know the buyer of the only 992 Sport Classic that got allocated to the Perth Porsche dealership and I'm looking forward to being there and creating a video on this collection day. Ah, uh, so you didn't you didn't just send him a message saying I've just farted in your classic. So what classic? No, no, I had a piss. Like Lamar. All right, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty that's, that's pretty better than just no, farting. No, I didn't I didn't do it either. The um but yeah it's a I haven't given the car the credit it deserves. I'm going on the record to say. I'm going on the record to say. Oh, okay. I'll have to see if one comes into the local dealership that I they should go and see it. Admittedly, I well, you're in your local dealership. They definitely will because it's spreading and that's where all the yep. UK cars go, right? Yep. But 
It is chokingly expensive. It is so dear, it's incredible. That's because it's in Australia. Yeah, but even... You see how I said it with a silent... Do you see how I said it with a silent L? Yeah. Australia. Yeah, it's got a Y, not an L. Australia. And it doesn't start with A. It starts Australia. with S. No, drop the A. It's just, it, yes. Australia. That's it. Australia. That's it. You got it. Spot on. It just sounds like I'm drunk. That sounds like I'm drunk. Australia. <laughs> where you going? Where you going? Australia. No, no. You, again, <laughs> it's the A. In. It's not. It's just listen. Australia. It starts with an S. Australia. Yeah, there you go. Australia. Anyway. Uh, it's chokingly expensive in the UK as well when you compare it to other models, you know, because you guys get, I think you get a bag of mixed 911s for about 11p, can't you? That's how cheap the cars are over there. Yeah, we did. We did, did that, didn't we? What was mm. it? I can't remember. Mm. 90,000. Let me just oh, check. check. Wait, just, I don't want to talk about it. I feel sick. Um, but we won't dwell on that. Uh, I'm not going to the Melbourne Formula One. Oh, yes. No. That's a week. Next week. Well, you're not going. I am not going. Why is that? Well, a couple of years ago, I brought up before I got a media accreditation so I could do some work with the Carrera Cup teams, who are, which is one of the support events, and the spoke to the people issuing the media accreditation this week saying it's getting close what's going on they said i will let you know in the next 24 hours fair enough i got a rejection on my accreditation so i rang rang them back and said why is that and they said well since drive drive to survive has come out there's been an exorbitant amount of global media that has taken up this set number of media accreditation at a much higher level than just carrera cup so too bad so sad did you not just say don't you know who i am Oh, look, I did drop the line. No, as if I don't you know who I am. I'm not Ajmal, I'm Mark. We've had, I was going to say, you know, we've had, I think we peaked at seven listeners. So, you know, we're, we're kind of like stratospheric. But while you were telling me about that, and you've, and you've kind of opened the door for me to start a rant on Formula One. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but, but the Sport Classic over here, starting price. Yes. Is, take a guess first. Two seventy-five pounds. It's two hundred and fourteen thousand two hundred. What's a GT three? What's a GT three? GT three is for reference. GT three is one thirty-five seven hundred. A hundred thousand pounds, hundred ten thousand pounds more. Is that right? Is that what I just understood? Well, yeah, but but the sport classic is wait, wait, wait. The okay. sport classic is forty grand more than a GT three RS. Yes, this is my this is my. I'm, I can't even comprehend it. Is that just because it's it's so limited in numbers and they're. No, it's because increasing the people will pay. Wow. And don't tell me they've got seven of them unsold, haven't they, in the UK? So you could just go in and pay what you want. You could just make them an offer. No, they've all been pre sold, haven't they, Ashmal? Yeah, I bet they have. I better better get on to Tina and ask her. Therefore, 
Tại sao ông rời chạy? That that is nuts. The the GT3 RS, the the pinnacle so far of the 992. Naturally aspirated 992s. Naturally aspirated. Oh, I guess the answer to but still that that's insane. Anyway, back to Formula One. We're gonna tell you something now here while we're while we're still ranting on these cars. I'm taking a few photos of the car at the Porsche Centre this afternoon, and. Two of the salesmen walk up and say, we're just going to move these other two cars because we went out for a test drive. I said, okay, here, no worries. Get out of the way, move a couple of cars out, and there's a couple looking at a Turbo S cab. 992 Turbo S cab, right? Stunning car. Mm. Nice colour. Nice interior, the whole thing, you know. Cab though. Yeah, look, maybe, but it's stealth wealth. Turbo S cab is stealth wealth, mm. isn't it? You know, it's the real deal. Yeah. Anyway. The couple come up the stairs, like there's a two or three step up to the area where the cars are kept, and um, they're carrying their pet in a bag. Carrying what? A pet in a bag. A pet? Yeah, you know, like a you know, like a puppy bag type thing that you can see through, but it's got mesh so I can breathe, that type of thing, right? But it's not a puppy in there, yeah. Ashmore. It's a puppy. It's not a puppy Why in there. Why they... But it's that type of bag. Oh, is it's, it like a gecko or something? Oh, I'm glad you asked. No, it's a galah, pink and grey cockatoo galah thing. Oh, it, my God. Hey, but isn't that, isn't that um, a, a derogatory term in Australia? Galah. galah. I'll look. Yeah, you galah. Sort of. But it gets better. The bird doesn't stop talking. What's it saying? No. Oh, just hello, hello. How are you? Hi, hi, hello, hello. How are you? And I feel like I'm in some sort of. I've taken the red pill, not the blue pill, or something. In this, I'm looking I'm in a Porsche showroom. I'm looking taking some photos of a sport classic. There's a couple turning up to test drive a Turbo S Cabriolet with their pet Galar that won't stop talking. Now, what about this is normal? Oh, my God. I mean, wouldn't that be something if they said, okay, we're not going to take it with us when we go on the test drive yeah, and they come back this for us, Mark? No, they didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right, but It could die, though, couldn't it? Have a heart attack, and then you'd be like in a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> the whole thing felt like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> Why would you take that? That's weird. Oh. But I guess when you've got money, you can be eccentric, can't you? You don't need money to be eccentric, Ajmal, as you continue to demonstrate. What do you, what do you say? My wife says I'm eccentric, but I'm not. Ajmal, you thought buying a pickaxe would level your block to build a garage. Tell me anyone else in your sphere of influence that thinks that's a good idea. Well, Henry Catchpole thought it was a good idea if it was mechanical. <laughs> So I'm taking that as a win. Yep, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. I stand corrected. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I had a mic, I'd drop it now. Um, yeah, walk off. Got but, it. <laughs> but going back to Formula One. Oh, yes, let's. So, so first Grand Prix. Okay, fine. Done. You know, uh, Red Bull off into the distance. One and two. Uh, Fernando Alonso like, fought back after a, a tricky start. So great. 
And the next race, Saudi Arabia, um, I'm not going to even go into the whole Saudi Arabia thing, but, um, but they, they ruined the race within the first few seconds because Fernando Alonso is parked slightly to the side of his grid slot. It was a bit silly, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's and it's instantly, you know, the, like Perez is going to steam off into the distance, right? And But Alonso gets ahead of him. Oh, my God, you think we're on for a race? Instantly they come on and go, Fernando Alonso, you've got a five-second penalty. And then, and then when he's in third, because they just, he served the penalty and they touched the car, 35 laps later, they tell him, after he's been on the podium, after he's sprayed the champagne, oh, by the way, there's a penalty for touching the car and it's 10 seconds. And it's they couldn't tell him during the race because he was managing that gap to George Russell. And he could have made that gap more than 10 seconds. And not only, and then eventually they overturn it anyway because, and you would have been, you know, it would have been Mercedes or somebody going to the FIA saying, oh, by the way, did you see that they touched the car? Of course. Because it would have promoted Russell. And it was because when the car comes into the pit, it's just, you know, general goodwill amongst the teams that the car touches the front jack to where it stops and they don't work. So they allow that, even though it's expressly against the rules. But in this case, what happened was the, in the mechanic had the rear jack and it touched the car. It didn't do anything to it, didn't give them any benefit. It just touched the car. And they went, right, that's another 10 seconds. And it went, but, and, and that then they went back and went, hang on, here's all of these um, instances of where that's happened before and no one's been penalized. So they, so they took it back. But it's just, it just makes a joke, you know, global sport like that, it just makes it ridiculous because if you don't know how the race might have developed, if Alonso thought, hang on, I'm in the lead ahead of a Red Bull. Um, and obviously, I'm not going to go into the whole uh, Yoss and Max Verstappen and how they couldn't Look, just. Yeah, the cock on at the end. But what I will say is this the tragedy of the sport is we're worried about fighting for third. Yeah. 20 years ago, watching the Formula One. We wouldn't have given a rat's ass. About what do you mean? Oh, he's lost his third position, mate. Who even cares about the second loser? If he was fighting for first, I get the up being about being upset. This whole thing about oh no, he's going to lose. What is it? Four points, three points, right? Mate, Two points, mate. Who even cares? Across the life of a season. Right, you're fighting. For, you're fighting about. You're talking about the middle. Right, forget. Yep. This is this is how tragic the sports become because of drive to survive. We're all excited about who's coming eleventh, mate. I'm over it. Move on. <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. I mean, the the, the about the point. Get uh, better, Max. Get better, Alonso. Win the race. Don't cry to me about your third yeah. position. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He just accepted it. He just went fine. But it was. Um, but the other thing I, I wanted to mention was that uh, Verstappen going for the fastest lap. Yeah, well, that was piss point. poor. That was yeah, because they told both of them, you know, that's it, lock in the positions. Yeah. And so when Paris came out at the end and he said, "Oh, I, I don't think I got that message," but then Verstappen didn't get the message. It did, well, did get the same message, 
but he just decided, no, actually, I'm going to go for it. I still want to be leading the championship. He's come across a bit of a sulky little child, hasn't he, Verstappen? Yeah, as a world oh, champion. Oh, yeah, of course he has. He I should mean, have more class. Oh, yeah, because last season, when he had already won the championship and he didn't let Perez pass so Perez could secure second place in the championship Hitty. ahead of Leclerc. Get rid you of just it. think, oh, bad that's, that's really cool. That's not so good for a yeah. Well, and I think he's got he's got clauses in his contract for performance. So if Red Bull's performance next season drops right off, he's allowed to leave his contract oh, for good. the other team to leave in the championship. Get Dan yeah. Ricciardo back in. Everyone wants that smile in helmet, don't they? Oh, that would there would be fireworks if he was in the team. There would be total fireworks. I'd love that. <laughs> I, I just because they were so closely matched. But yeah, I wanted to get out of the car, rip their helmets off, and start fighting hockey, ice hockey style, pulling the jumpers over their, their head and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, that was the uh, that was <laughs> that David they interviewed David Coulthard about. You know when Schumacher uh, smacked into the back of him, yeah, and it was raining. I can't remember which circuit it was. Is rainy is probably Silverstone. Yeah, probably. But, um, yeah. He he said I slowed down to try and let him pass, but there was so much spray he didn't see that I slowed down. He just piled straight to the back of me, and they both made it back to the pits. And uh, obviously Schumacher went completely ballistic. Yeah, left the car like people are trying to grapple with him to stop him. He's marching over to the McLaren, and David Coulthard said, "I wisely kept my helmet on." <laughs> <laughs> David, I know you're listening. Come on the podcast and tell us all about it. Yeah, tell us all about it. And, you know, he was the the guy who got the first Red Bull podium. He also... He went up there wearing a Superman cape. He also drove his Red Bull F1 car around Mount Panorama Bathurst here in Australia back in the uh, number of years ago. Which, which bridge did he drive it across where he got a speeding ticket? I don't know. Was Probably Sydney Harbour, I'm guessing. He drove it across some bridge where obviously you get you get picked up coming onto the bridge and then it measures how quickly you get across yeah, to the yeah, other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he would have got that ticket because the car doesn't have a number plate on it, but you know. Well, it's, look, it's not like they'd not know whose car it was from the number on it. That is true. That is true. Yeah, so no Melbourne <laughs> F1 for me. But I'll tell you something interesting that's occurred this week. This coming weekend... Mm-hmm. Listeners, it is now Friday night of the weekend for me, Friday midday for Ajmal. There is a Adelaide Motorsport Festival. Now, Adelaide's in around the centre of Australia on the south coast to give you some geographical reference, which a lot of um, historic race cars from around Australasia attend and compete. And about six months ago, they're having a similar type of event in Dubai in December. And the mm. um, I sent a message to the organiser saying, I think Ajmal and I would like to attend this and we could do, you know, a bit of capture some content about the Porsche entries and the there's a lot of um, WEC cars and that type of thing there. So I think, it, anyway, he comes back to me this week and says, I'm going to be in Adelaide. Any chance we can have a meeting to discuss this? Ooh. Do you think I could find a flight to get to Adelaide this weekend for under... $2,800 return. And that is a lot of money because right now it cost me 1600 return to go to London to sit there and have a beer with you, Gajmal. Oh, my God. How, how much of a drive is it to Adelaide? Yeah, too far. It's Friday night. Yeah. I wouldn't get there. I'd get there on Sunday. 
Yeah, that's like that's like going down to the shops over there, isn't it? <laughs> Surely. <laughs> isn't that where the petrol no, station is? I won't I be know. driving there because I wouldn't get home in time on Monday morning to start work. Oh, that is true. That is true. But oh wow. We're trying to organise a Zoom meeting at the moment, so let's hope we can get to the Gulf Historic event in December in Dubai. Oh my god, that'd be amazing! Yeah, try and. Hey, do you go. know who? Um, do you know? Do you know who Wolfgang Porsche is? Yes. Uh, is he your neighbour? Did you know he's getting a divorce? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know he's getting? A, you know, yeah, he's getting a divorce from his wife because she's got dementia. What? Yeah, he's he's seventy nine, she's seventy four, and he's divorcing her, and he's moved in with his girlfriend who's fifty nine. This whole thing, um, I don't think this is a yeah, quality story for the podcast of the best version of the. Porsche it is. Family. It's a, it's a Porsche related. We're talking. This is Porsche <laughs> news grim stuff, though. Porsche news. You know, in fact, in fact, hang on, hang on. Okay, wait, let's, wait. Let's hear. Let's hear the, tr- the true version. So, Wait, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Yeah, did you just say his wife has dementia? Wait, yes. He, but but uh, hang on, hang on. Hang on if maybe, you type into Google, okay, Google goggle. Maybe we should on the line. Maybe we should get her on because she could probably make more sense than we do about the Porsches. Probably, probably, probably. But if you type in Porsche news into yes, Google, yes. It's the second story that comes up. What's the first? Uh, oh, it's just the newsroom uh, website. Yeah, okay. I've got, I've got more car news. More car news? What? I've got, I've got more car news. Are you going to save anything any for the next podcast? No, no. Well, look, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm going to have more by next week. Don't you worry about that. Roll. In 2024, March... So this time next year, mm-hmm. I've been asked to be a co-driver for the Moroccan Challenge, which is a rally raid through the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. Fully funded. What? No way. Why? No, it's really weird you say that because I was sat in a coffee shop yesterday and while I was waiting for a document to upload... Uh, there was a, a local newspaper from like a, a town about 10, 12 miles away. Yeah, yeah. And they just had to, it was, someone had left it there. And I was reading, there were some ads on the back. And one of them was for a co-driver throughout Europe. And the UK, uh, UK and the Europe just need a fully funded um, and just need a clean driving license. Hang on, maybe it's the same person. Unlikely. I've got to provide my full FIA speed license details for... Um... The entry, which I've got to get through to them by Monday, so that because these are waiting lists, because they only have six hundred entries to the event. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, it's all desert racing. Oh my gosh! And the vehicle's being provided oh. by the um, organizer for me and the driver to promote the event. Wow! So what are you going to be in? Okay, are you sitting down for it? I, I, if you say Cayenne, I'll just. I'm just gonna, no, no, I'm just gonna way, way better than a Cayenne, Ajmal. It's first. Well, it's me. an off-road event, so you got to expect some form of four-wheel drive, right? Yeah. Lada, Dakar, Dakar. Neva. 
No. Why? Is he in a state? <laughs> Is he in a state or a normal? Well, Lada Neva, it's the only type they had. They've only got the hatchback, don't they? They don't have no. a... I thought, I thought they had a saloon as well. No, Lada Neva's well, like no, a Russian four-wheel drive about, thing. No, you're talking about... You're talking about the yes, the Russian four-wheel drive thing because over here we had uh, uh, a model that had Neva on the side of it. Uh, I don't know why it had on the side of it. Maybe my teacher had one at school. That's probably why. That's amazing. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> I, I didn't even have think there were any that weren't rusted into the ground. There's still this apparently there's still some on the road somewhere in northern Africa which we're going to be driving through the desert. Oh, I thought they were. But I thought they were made until recently. They were still being made. <laughs> they could very well be. Yeah, it might be that they're I, there's somewhere in Eastern Europe. I think they might still be being made. But speaking of, isn't isn't uh, did I hear that the new Cayenne's going to be made in Slovakia or something, and not over in Germany? They're made in Le- Leipzig, aren't they? And, and the Cayennes and the Macans. They're not made in um, Stuttgart. I think these are the all electric ones they're oh, going to make okay. in sure, sure, sure. Slovakia. They're, prob- well, they're so probably going to be made out where Rimups is made out in the back end of Croatia or something. Probably using that battery tech. Well, I don't know. I've possibly. I've done a huge amount of research. I we'll find out like for a, like next a good, week. And I, like a good Porsche podcast, we've got all the info. Yeah, we've got all the info. Um, and, and I did hear this morning on the radio uh, – that there's a chance that Freddie Flintoff not, might not go back to Top Gear because you know he got injured. I've never on their test once track. seen a Top Gear with Freddie Flintoff. Oh, you should watch a couple of them. He's he's pretty good. Oh, Him, it's a good dynamic any, between. I 100 accept he's good, all that sort of stuff. But since the three nutcases finished up, the oldies, yeah, we just don't get it here in Australia. It, it did kind of fall off a cliff for a while with they had so many presenters and it was the you know there's no chemistry between them got it it just felt a bit forced and it's only when Paddy McGuinness, Freddie Flintoff and Chris Harris started it. doing it that it, it felt a little bit more like uh, an entertainment show um but whereas he's yeah he's been injured and I'm not heard much about him but just there's rumors now that he might not go back to it oh bummer. do you do you think that Chris Harris, he does a great job in his videos and that type of thing, but do you think he comes across like appreciating the position he's found himself in? Um, he doesn't get very excited know, because... about things, you know what I mean? Like a... well, He's admitted that he, he doesn't get excited about hypercars and brand new supercars. Sure. And which I can understand. Yep, I'm sure. I don't know if I I can be because you know how how far do you go with that kind of concept? But but at the same time, there's a little bit on. It's got to the point where sometimes he says things, and I and I wonder if can you hear yourself? I have that voice in my in my head that says, "Can he hear himself?" Oh, okay. where you know when sure. when I said about the he bought the Toyota Land Cruiser, and. Sure. And it was, you know, because he didn't like to get his G-Wagon dirty. So beauty, he thought, oh. The beauty of him saying these things and doing what he does, he can get reminded he, very Seriously, dude, very what the often. hell? He can get reminded very often of what he said because it's nearly yeah, always true. recorded, right, in either in print or on video. Whereas 
I'm sure, like me, you have these instances and you look back and go, oof, did I really say that? Yeah, exactly. And it's, but I don't know because he's, and also it's, you know, when when he's doing stuff on YouTube or collecting cars and whatever he's doing, it's kind of everything's a vehicle and it gets to the point where you're there going, is he just treating me like a punter? Am I getting the benefit of his true opinion? And, you know, like when we were talking to Henry Catchpole. Yep. I almost just called him Henry like he's a friend of ours. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a friend of ours. Henry, I know you're listening. Um, um, but it's where he said, you know, I, I trust my experience to put myself in a car and very quickly work out what someone would feel about that car if they'd driven it for a month. Yep. You know, that kind of thing, because you get so little time in them. But whereas with Chris Harris, sometimes I'm I'm just thinking, hang on, I'm watching I'm watching you drive a car on your channel called Collecting Cars, which is named after your business, which is an online high-end car auction where this car that you're driving is going to be sold. Now, when do you think you go, hang on, Where's your impart? Is your impartiality parked at the door when you start getting the car? I don't know. Would you ever say, "Oh, it's it's actually shit, and I wouldn't buy it"? Probably not if it's ending up on your platform. Firstly, Chris, we know you're listening. This is your opportunity to chime in, reach out to us, come on to the podcast, and tell us. Yep, all eight listeners. I, I'm, I'm going to go out there and say there's eight today. He, he I'm going could be out number there. He could be number nine. I reckon he's number eight. I reckon yeah, he's number okay. eight. Yeah, okay. I don't want to get too cocky and say nine. Talking about regular listeners, we are, well, 45 minutes in this podcast. We are 46 minutes in this podcast. Let me do an ad. Do it. Today's show is sponsored by Kuoi Kyoto, a watch brand that was established in the historic Japanese city of Kyoto in 2020. Brand was created with a vision of appealing a classic style from Kyoto to the world. They want people from around the world to enjoy high quality classic design watches made in Japan. If you're looking for style, not fashion, then the designs from Kuoi will appeal to you the same way Porsche designs appeal to you. I wear a Kuoi watch every day and I love it. I love the simplicity design. The quality of the handmade watch is second to none. If you're looking for mechanical, Automatic or quartz movement, Kuoi got you covered. They support us, so please support them. Right now, all watches purchased from Kuoi come with a complimentary second wristband. Please check them out at kuoi-en.com. That's K-U-O-E-N.com. Thank you, Kuoi, for covering today's show. Anyway, back you know, to Henry it. did give a bit, Henry gave a bit of a free advertising. He looked it up while you were talking. He did and said he liked it. He did. Uh, my my wife says she wants one. Does uh, she? And I said no. What? What's? We'll I've got any money. No, no. We'll reach out. We'll reach out to the brand. And we'll get one sent over. Ask her to. Ashmel, send me which one she likes. Okay, I'll get it to check the website again. Because they are a very classic-looking watch, and they work very well with people who don't have wrists the size of your average gorilla. Mine, mine are just just hairy like a gorilla, but yeah, not yeah, Same. like gorillas. Yeah. 
What was the uh, description I was given the other day, Mark? You look like you are wearing a gorilla suit from the neck down. <laughs> because I was – so my daughter drew a, a, a picture of my four-year-old, drew a picture of me and she brought it over. And, I just, and stupidly I said, which one's me? Because <laughs> there are a number of people on this picture. Yes, and she yes. said, that was you. And she said – because, you know, you've got no hair on your head. And I went, okay. And then she went, but you've got hair on your arms and on your chest and on your legs and on your face. <laughs> and then she went, probably on your bum. <laughs> and I went, can we just stop? Can we just stop there, please? <laughs> you mean from the neck down? She went, no, not from your neck down, from your nose down. Because <laughs> I had a beard on the day. <laughs> I just think. Thanks for that. Yes. There is a very... Do children. Do you know what a trip-trap chair is? A what, sorry? A trip-trap chair. No, I don't. It's one of these wooden chairs that you get, and it's infinitely adjustable, so you can have it as a, a child seat where the uh, child's locked in and a baby that doesn't yeah, fall yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they've got wooden wooden sure. shelves yeah. that move up and down, and they, yeah. you know, as a grown-up, you could sit on it. And we've got one in the kitchen, and it just sticks out of the table in a really funny way. I tripped tripped over it this morning. I'm still feeling it because I I tripped over it. And then I went to try and recover, which I should have just fallen on the floor. And I fell backwards, turned, and the end of it hit me right in the right testicle. And do you know what it's like? Wait, wait, just stop. Not in the wrong testicle, but hit you in the right one. (laughs) <laughs> any testicle being hit was wrong but on the right hand side one and, and it was just it was it just reminded me of being football when you know someone you got kicked or, or the ball hit you in the, and there's like lead weight in your belly and you know and and I was just in the you know fetal position on the floor for quite a long time and my wife and my wife walked in after the fact, but while I'm on the floor, and she's just stepped over me and didn't even ask what I was doing down there. <laughs> it sounds like you she get similar empathy in your house to what I do when there's something wrong. The uh... we went went to the other room, came back, and then said, "You need to hurry up because we need to get little ones to school." <laughs> and I just went, "Okay," and that now, was it. Never mentioned again. Tell me, do you feel that today? The podcast has sunk to a new depth by discussing you getting smacked in the nuts by a chair. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we must have sunk to lower depths before this. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Listeners, give us an example of where we've sunk lower than this. Yes. We'll have to go back and retrieve that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I need to, I need, oh, do you know what? Do you know what? I. I'll swing this conversation back to Porsches. Shocking, oh, okay. I know. Um, but I haven't driven my 911 very much, but I've driven it more regularly sure. on shorter journeys. Because normally, if I think I'm going somewhere that's a real short distance, I normally just go in the family wagon. Sure. And um, But normally, I, I save the slightly longer journey because I don't want to just do short yep. journeys in my 996. But then recently, I've done probably one journey every couple of days short journey in the 911 and yesterday i just moved it off the driveway for the 
for the ambulance to get in. Um, and it was, um, and today I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go for a, a really long drive in it, you know, get it properly warmed up, probably, you know, redline it and see what happens because I haven't done that for a few weeks. Um, and it's just started bucketing down. It's supposed to be spring, you know, daylight saving thing supposed to end tomorrow night, is it? I have no idea. I think it is, isn't it? It's, it's we didn't have daylight savings last as well. weekend of March. So yeah, I, I need to get out and, and get out and drive, for God's sake. And my line twelve. Well, Saturday isn't turning to a better time of the year for you to drive, right? In theory, mm. it is. It's gone from we're talking about the weather again. Yeah. Um, but it's gone from it's gone from freezing cold and dry to quite a bit warmer, double digits yeah, sure. in degrees. Yeah. And but rainy. Yeah, that's not good. The rain shits me. I wouldn't bother you because yeah. just me because you don't wash your car anyway. Oh, but it's more the enjoyment of it, and then you know, I want to be out in the garden trying to prep for uh when the giant screws go in. And uh, it's just you not. You seriously are going to do the giant screws? Yeah, the giant screws, man. It's the company's called No More Digging. No more digging. Actually, are they sponsoring? The yeah, channel actually, now, people. They? Don't, they they need to sponsor the channel. I, I'll ask them if they. You should respond because to me. They get, they're getting some oxygen. Yeah, exactly. But they're they're a very small company, and and they're um. So you have to get a structural engineer. They, the screws can be up to 10 metres, and they have really? a machine that does the... Uh, does are they the, pile-driven in? The stability dun, dun, test. Dun, or are they... Zzzz? No, they're, 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 they are properly screwed in. That's a big impact driver. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know, ta, 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 I don't know ta, 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 how it's ta, 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 done. Do you have any I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking. But the, they have this um, machine that does the stability and, and weight sure. test. And I think they can test up to, I don't know, 10 tons. And then there's, you know, all different measures that they have to do Got it. to say, yes, it's ready to go. And I want it done so I can then fill up with soil up to where the screws are Got and it. then put a uh, base on top, Drop which top will be up. made for the screws and then the building on top. Tell me, um, any car events planned for the weekend, Ashwa? Uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, I will be at the West Berkshire Cars and Coffee event organised by PJ, PJ Gibbons. Yep, good one. Uh, Friend which of the podcast. Is at, uh, uh, yep. And it's at uh, a place called Renegade Brewery in Berkshire. And it's it's, you know, you don't need tickets. It's lots of parking. I think the last one went a bit stratospheric. Ah. They weren't expecting that many people. I couldn't make it, but they weren't expecting that many people. And it ended up, you know, being an hour's wait for a coffee and stuff like that. Um, so whereas now... It's at a brewery. I'm well in... Yeah. Go straight for the beer. But it's, you know... Yeah, but beer comes a bit later. This is right at the beginning when everyone started arriving at like 8.30 in the morning. Didn't I explain to you and Henry how... Henry, how to get a coffee at Cars and Coffee last week? Yes, go later. Go later. Yeah, but I volunteered. Not this this one because they've got enough volunteers, but other volunteers to help out as well just with organising. 
Um, so yeah. I would have to go there really early. Mate, there's no chance of you getting there early. You cannot even get out of that house on time. There is that. I can't. I can't unless, you know, I get clobbered in the testicle by a chair or something. <laughs> maybe we should um, um, Maybe we should get PJ on again to talk about it, the event. Yeah, we should because um, he's, um, yeah, he's Actually, organised that. Might not be a lot of value um, in that because after looking at the analytics of the podcast, thank you listeners for your support. That support's not actually coming from the UK very strongly. So unless we're going to host an event somewhere in the Middle East or Southeast Asia or mainland Europe, we're probably not going to get a lot of attendees at PJ's event. No, well, PJ, yeah, PJ's event is it's growing, but it's not it, it's not he's not making any money off it or anything like that. You know, there's one of our friends is doing the artwork for it. Is that his drive? There's, is that his motivation? Um, Does he want to do this to generate income? Is that his plan? No, I think it's just because he's passionate about the yeah, okay. community. That's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's not a Porsche event. It's just a cars and coffee event. And the place has a huge car park, and it's not ticketed. It's mm-hmm. first come, first serve. Yep. Um, it's in a lovely, lovely place, part of the world. And, um, yeah, if people want to come along, they just look up PJ or West Berkshire Cars and Coffee, which is um, the Instagram account, and uh, it'll have more details on it. Sounds good. Free plug. Free plug, PJ. I reckon we should wrap up the show with that event. Yes, because uh, I need to go and do some work. There's something you won't hear very often, listeners. Asmael needs to go and do some work. No. I wish I was saying in the garden afterwards, but I'm not. It's, yeah, it's sure. work. It's work, work. Yeah, proper work. Grown-ups work. The um, Well, thank you, everyone, for your time today. Please don't hesitate reaching out to myself. It's Mark and Cars. It's Mark with a C through your favourite form of social media and Ajmal, who is a flat cap driver. And if you are looking for a watch, give Kuawe Kyoto a, a sniff. Any any parting words there, Ajmal? Uh, no, we just, just, yeah, people reach out to us. Oh, I should have said this earlier. The thumb drive has gone, the USB. Oh, good one. We'll, we'll post it with the podcast broadcast on the lucky recipient. Thanks, everyone.